back after a long awaited four weeks off, maybe five almost, depending on uh, when we when we last chatted or when you last listened to us. The Seeing Second podcast is finally recording again. Uh, the last episode was all about March Madness, and it is not March anymore. It's April. And so it's been a few weeks. Um, the anticipation for the FCS playoffs is among us. They start off Saturday. They kick off Saturday at, at noon, um, maybe even 1 p.m. It looks like 1 p.m. Oh, nope, there's a noon game. So uh, a noon kickoff on Saturday for the first round of the FCS playoffs. But before we get too far into that, make sure you grab your Nebraska Land National Bank snacks. We are always thankful for them uh, providing snacks and drinks every time we do this. Um, definitely uh, a little sparse because we've been doing this uh, only once in a blue moon at this as as uh, school has kind of taken over. Uh, soccer for Danny and I has kind of ran wild with away games left and right. Um, but we're back. We're excited to talk a little FCS football. I guess maybe a couple of us are excited about talking FCS football. But before we jump too far into it, Brandon, what's good? Oh, probably the other aside from doing this with you guys again, because the last time I wasn't able to join either. So uh, aside from that, I saw a pretty phenomenal movie on Friday on Amazon Prime. You had to do the old rental, you know, for like 20 bucks. But I got my money's worth because I watched it like four times in 48 hours. It is the movie Nobody. I would give that movie a rating of a six out of five. It is that phenomenal. What's that? With Bob Oderkirk? I don't know. The the main character? Is is that? Better Call Saul? Yep. Yep. That's the guy. Better Call Saul guy. It is phenomenal in every single way. I, I, I mean, it's rated R. So if you're listening to this and you're, and you well, get offended by like language and it's not to the gore of that of like, um, I don't know, of a gory movie, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it, it's some good action in there for, for guys and stuff like that. But it's not like to the extent of like John Wick or something like that, where sometimes in my mind at times that movie could be a little gruesome at points. This movie is not to that extent, but it's it's like my best explanation. It's like John Wick, but clever. Unpopular opinion. I hate every John Wick movie. Hate them all. So I've only seen the third. So I'm assuming I hate the first two. But and maybe I would have liked the third better had I seen the first two. But we'll never know. But it's it's clever. It's funny. It's got great action. Great story. Phenomenal soundtrack incorporated throughout. I, I highly recommend it if anybody out there is looking to check out a good like action movie. It's pretty solid. Is it funny at all? Yeah, there's some there's some humorous parts, but like I don't want to say like the funniness takes away from like the heaviness of some of the things happening, but it's got some very funny parts where it, yeah, I I did, went through all the emotions in it, laughed, cried, jumped. I- I pretty much I think, just he's an, I think he's an underrated funny actor. 
Have you seen uh, his his like tryout for the Michael Scott part for The Office on YouTube? Uh-huh. They have it, and it like I think he might have done a better job. And a weird fact is like later he is in an Office episode. Yeah, I, I was thinking of just that was like one of the funniest parts because. It's when Pam goes to maybe take a job in, in Philly and she's like, oh, my God, it's Michael Scott. Yeah. And like after I saw that, like I had seen that episode like you had. And then I saw this tryout way later and I was like, no wonder why they brought him in for that, because he was like an awesome Michael Scott. Like I, I highly recommend that for a little watch for everybody as well. Kyle, I can't agree with you. He's a guy who uh, he can play kind of the the Jack wagon and how I met your mother. He plays Marshall's boss. Who's just the chain of screaming and he just yells, yells, yells. And then you feel kind of sympathetic for him in a few episodes of better call Saul. And he's great in better call Saul and a lot of different emotions. But then that episode of the office, you really see kind of that full circle. He's a, he's a great actor and he plays just about every type of role. And not that, that typecast that some of those guys get stuck in. Heck yeah. What's good with you, Kyle? Oh, summer break is is nearing. That's always a good sign. But more than anything, it's the uh, the impending change of our our small family right now. We are days slash weeks, who knows, hours. I, I don't even know <laughs> when of our of our second child joining us. So uh, excitement, nervousness, busyness, all of the above. So. Um, anxiously awaiting if not if it's happening but when it's going to happen I am anticipating I'm actually very stressed about the whole thing uh, just because of the Jersey situation the Jersey situation (laughs) is weighing heavily in my mind because I've never I've never had to do this before where there was where there was multiple boys so um, I got a lot to think about. You know what I'm thinking about, just talking about this. Now your wife oh, yeah. probably knows what I'm talking about. And it is, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you guys got a lot on your mind, but I'm just going to kind of off the coattails of that. This is stressful for me as well. So I, lots to think about. And uh, no, I, 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 I try to stay as cool as possible because Obviously, Haley's dealing a lot, so I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes in the hierarchy of the stress. Like Haley won, and then apparently you might be too. I won't even. And depending on the day and how Haley's feeling, even one and two might be flip flopped. It might like now. It's now awesome. here's here's the question because Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Leo's got a, a Breeze jersey, right? Yep. Yep. Now that Breeze is retired, the perfect time to get a Winston jersey. But now that is that a leap of faith that is too steep for for a first year. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't know. It'd be it'd be a bold move. Be a dangerous game, but uh, we wouldn't even be able to go to the other side because Haley's a Haley's a Packers fan, and although Rogers has. One year left, at least with the Packers, it might only be one year. So there's really no, no safe avenue here. So I don't, I don't know. It's a lot to think about, a lot to digest. 
Josh, well, Brandon, you've got, what, about two weeks until it's showtime. And so make sure you do your breathing, you know, the breathing exercise. Yeah. You know, I I need you to be healthy when this is all going down. Yep. Laying down in kind of an up position so I don't get heartburn. (laughs) You know, it's like a lot of, a lot of things that I need to just, it's like, I got to refer to. I can't believe in the, in the tradition that this is, that this will be the first time there's two boys. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Well, that that's one thing that I'm kind of sad about. Graham outgrew his uh his Boise State shirt or his jersey. And granted it's probably just his head. I'm sure it still fits his body just fine, but that dome just doesn't quite fit through the old shoulders. But uh but no, it's 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 a cool tradition, Brandon. I appreciate you uh sweating through it just once yeah. and I'm sure you'll become a better man after this uh round two for the first time it's well worth it well worth it butler what what, what's going on in your life what what's good with you well since uh since we last talked uh we've had like a thousand soccer games it seems like we've had all four seasons yesterday it was sunny it snowed it was freezing it was hailing it was raining it was every all four seasons in one day which sucked um but no it, it's been it, soccer season's always one of my favorite seasons because it traditionally only gets nicer as the season goes along um uh, this year it feels like it's kind of reversed but uh I, I coach every day with danny and i always get a kick out of that because um the other assistant coach is his dad and so uh we're three very different people and uh it's always fun conversing with those two because you don't quite know what's going to come out of their mouth and so uh, the record's not great where we want it to be, but, you know, it's we're getting ready for districts, and that's always a fun time of year. Is there any correlation the fact that you guys have been coaching so much together and then he decides not to, to be a part of this tonight? See, and I, I've always joked about that because we always talk about, like, grabbing a beer on a Saturday where we don't have a game or going golfing on a day off. And I'm like, dude, I know my personality. I know I'm probably a lot on people's shoulders to deal with that much. And you still want to hang out during a plan period or plan something on a, on a Saturday or Sunday where we don't have a game. And he kind of laughs it off and says, no, we're all good. But I, I think I can see a, a twinkle in his eye. Like, yeah, but that eight to nine or whatever it is on that podcast, I am out of here. That is not where I want to be. <clears throat> but before we, uh, you know, dive too far into the old FCS playoffs, we haven't talked since we, uh, really did our FCFs preview. And uh, so Brandon, um, as our resident FCS fan, because I feel like I've dropped the ball with soccer. Like I went from being all in, I'm going to represent, I've got to keep this thing going. So that way they go from ESPN three to ESPN U or something. So that way it was, it's not on the paywall um, of the ESPN networks. And I think I watched two games after, you know, week one, just because of all the randomness that went down. Brandon, what? Because uh, you were pretty avid, weren't you? I watched quite a bit, not as much as like the first few weeks where I was watching the morning, afternoon, and later afternoon game. Uh, when the Masters kind of came and fell into there, and a few other things came up, uh, that kind of distracted me a little bit, and I, I watched those things a little bit. But for the FCS season, I thought overall pretty good 
pretty good football. It was a success. Early on, there was, you know, we talked about the strange ratings uh, with, you know, North Dakota State losing early on and then uh, just all this fluctuation happening. And we weren't sure who was good and who wasn't yet. And then things kind of settled down. And then towards the end, a lot of teams just kind of canceled the rest of their season. Some schools had COVID stuff. North Dakota, I think they had like three games or something canceled after their North Dakota State game. Uh, and it's just like, boom, we're done until the, until the playoffs are you know, so that worked out pretty good. So kind of a roller coaster of that. And, and I think to me as I, you know, and I followed along, I always read the recaps and listened to a couple of FCS podcasts. And so like, I think I don't want to say frustrating because I totally understand kind of why they did it. But as soon as they lost that third game and they kind of knew they weren't going to be an at-large bid, a lot of teams bowed out, like you said, Brandon. And a lot of it was because, you know, they still have a season to get ready for mm-hmm. in four months or three months or whatever it is. And so just the fact that their season technically is, isn't even here right now. And it's just weird because I think 90% of the football games got played in the fall. In a kind of a related off the side of that too, not all FCS, but it also did kind of open some opportunities like with uh, for me and Kyle's Shattern State that, that we're pretty fond of. They were able to play a scrimmage against Northern Colorado that's pretty sweet. And then uh, later they had a second scrimmage where Wayne State came out to Shadron and played there. And then Wayne State uh, checked out uh, Mount Rushmore and some of that stuff and had kind of some team building things. So I know we're talking mostly about FCS, but I thought like some of those opportunities kind of came up too from some of these cancellations and whatnot. And, and I th- maybe we'll see some more of that in spring games in the future too. Now, how long ago was that Shadron State Northern Colorado scrimmage? That one, I think, might have been like maybe three or four weeks ago. I'm not sure. The Wayne State, I think, was last Saturday. So McCaffrey was what's the old what's the middle brother name? The one at Michigan that transferred to Northern Colorado. Can't remember. Uh, Cody, off the top of your head. Mm, I I don't know. But he had just transferred from Michigan to Northern Colorado because Ed McCaffrey is the head coach at Northern Colorado. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting to see if he was able to play in that scrimmage and kind of what he looked like comparatively to, you know, should he have been playing quarterback at, uh, at Michigan the whole time? I thought I saw something that like this was going into the week that, um, they were going to get their first chance at seeing some action with him. Uh, you know, against against another team, but I don't. I know that they beat Shadow pretty handily, and that it was like forty something to zero or forty something to seven. But uh, I don't. I don't know if he did or not. I didn't actually look at the stats. I kind of forgot about it all until just now. So yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of moving towards this this playoff that we're going to talk about here today. Normally, the FCS has a 24-team playoff where um, the top eight get buys into the second round and 16 through 24 – or sorry, 9 through 24 have a first-round game that then propels them into that normal 16-team tournament. And this year, 
they just cut down to 16 teams. They thought, you know, it'd be easier with a lot of uh, teams canceling, leagues canceling. Um, you know, they'll have their 10 conference champions. Uh, there's more conferences, but a couple decide not to play. But they, they'd have 10 conference champions and six at-large bids. And so the top 16 is pretty – pretty convoluted because you're getting matchups that are normally second and third round matchups, potentially in the first round. Um, interesting to note, Missouri Valley Conference. The Missouri Valley is where South Dakota State, North Dakota State, uh, newly penalized Youngtown State, uh, Missouri State, Illinois State, Indiana State, all the Midwestern states, if you would, um, they all they all roam. It's kind of, it's been kind of noted the SEC of the FCS because one, two, three, and seven are always in the top 25. Northern Iowa, that's a big one I forgot in that list. Um, but of the six at larges, Missouri, the Missouri Valley got four of them, which they thought, you know, maybe three out of the out of the Missouri Valley would get in, while five out of the Missouri Valley got in, which is kind of impressive. Um, on the side note, a team that got left off that is becoming a perennial power is Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State's only had a football program for the last four or five years, and they went from being, a, you know, a, a, their first program win to they're, they're making the national playoffs every year. And they had one loss, and they didn't even make the first four out. And the Big South has historically got one, maybe two teams in. Uh, they run the triple option, so I know I, I watch a lot of that just because they do it well, and we try to – aspire to run the triple option well at, at old North Platte and so um, maybe some scouting that way but it's just again like you kind of said Brandon some of the weirdness that has enveloped um, the FCS this year and a, a perennial power isn't even in the first four out even though they only lost one game but Missouri Valley bias well that's the thing like we used to be complaining about the SEC but we, we're smack dab in the heart of the Missouri Valley territory. And so I feel like I don't complain as much seeing as many teams as I can in there. So maybe, maybe I have my own bias on the inside there. Uh, Kyle, any thoughts on the old bracket 16 teams? Is that something that the FBS you think possibly could do if they made 10, 10 game regular season or something like that? I think, I think eight would be the, as big as I'd want to go in the, in the, FBS, but there's a couple of things. You mentioned a few teams that uh, kind of jumped out to you, and, and I know they do it a little bit differently than the FBS does with the Final Four, but I remember a couple of conversations we had with you guys looking looking down upon uh, one team in particular in the, in the Big Ten on how they just didn't play enough games and how, how can the team with only six wins be one of the best four teams in the country and if I'm looking through here like I said you mentioned Kennesaw State I was looking at Murray State who is who is five and two they they almost lost more games than uh than a team like Holy Cross or Monmouth even played so yeah I was interested to see how you guys were going to defend these poor guys in uh in Massachusetts in in Holy Cross and Monmouth on only playing three games and yet somehow being dubbed one of the best 16 teams in FCS. Well, and that defend that, your football. 
Well, that that's kind of the whole issue here is because they won the Patriot League uh, automatic bid and Monmouth won the Big South automatic bid. Like that's that's the only definitive answer there is. Like there Monmouth had a great running back 2 years ago and he kind of had he carried the load. I think he had close to 2000 yards rushing. But Holy Cross only played three games and two of them got canceled. And so they were only going to play five. And so, like, there's no justification for it. Now, I'm glad they still kept kind of the the buy-in rules or the play-in rules. But, yeah, like, how do you I, – I, I don't disagree with you at all, Kyle. It's just that's no, their criteria. It's a great this point is- for me. The, uh, the big difference is that I hate Ohio State. <laughs> unbiased unbiased just fact i i'm biased i'm totally biased like i used to tell myself going into this podcast i would not be but i lied i lied to myself and i lied to everyone else too no that was the only thing that stood out to me i was like <laughs> and obviously everything is weird but if you're letting a team with three wins in phenomenal then you might as well like it, they've already changed the the format to this uh, to this tournament already. Like, change it to the point where you actually have teams that put forth at least a half effort of playing a, a full season. I, I just think they should change it to an invitational. Anybody who wants to play can be in it this year. And we'll still probably get to these maybe these sixteen teams or when it gets to the eight final or the elite eight or whatever the final four it may be the final four that is originally supposed to be there but isn't that kind of what a national tournament is supposed to do the best four at the end are supposed to get there the best two leaves the best one type of deal but anyway let's go ahead jump in we're gonna do kind of a quick little pick them um we do have a celebrity guest picker I'm, i'm pretty sure um that was kind of leaked out uh earlier today that we may have a celebrity guest picker that's not the coin now again we still may do worse than the 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 coin if we were to do that but a celebrity guest picker may join us tonight and so um i I think the easiest way to do this is just a quick little uh go in order of the night uh just for easiest uh discussions the number one seed is south dakota state they uh they enter at the Unanimous number one. They beat North Dakota State last week uh, for the first time in a few years. Now, they're also the last team to beat North Dakota State, so they've had North Dakota State's number, if you would, that way. Uh, but they do have a loss to North Dakota, and the, the Missouri Valley has this nice little circle of this guy, this team beat that team who lost to this other team who beat the other team, and it's all interwoven. Uh, but they have close wins over Northern Iowa, Youngstown State that just got put on a uh, probation because of a former Husker coach, uh, Southern Illinois, and then obviously that went at North Dakota State. And they beat – or they play Holy Cross. Now, Holy Cross comes in at the six, as the 16 seed. They're 3-0. and They got the auto bid from the Patriot League. Kyle, I'm going to start off with you just because I think you got a great, uh, a great answer here. Who do you have? South Dakota State, Holy Cross. Go Jacks, man. Nebraska Jacks, right there. Yeah, I have actually a lot of a lot of people I know that are 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 Jackrabbits, and South Dakota State is. It's always been I know just because of maybe some of the success that uh, North Dakota State has had 
against some division one schools and obviously uh, their national championship run uh, makes uh, makes North Dakota State uh, seem like a much better team but I, I think the the battle of the state colleges of the Dakotas is a lot closer than uh, most people think and uh, I hope that SDSU runs the table and, and wins this thing. Now, Kyle, I think you make a great point. And it, it just so happens, and sometimes this happens in a lot of great rivalries, as soon as one team is like, you know, uh, the standard, that other team has also been the standard. They just haven't been as deep or something like that. So South Dakota State's had a heck of a run the last five years, and they would probably look a lot different if North Dakota State wasn't the standard. And so this may be, you know, and again, it's a weird season, so the, the standard may not be shifting, but at least they can say – you know, when it mattered most, so far we've beaten them. And I know the the two times that uh, I've went to Nebraska, South Dakota State games over the last, whatever it has been, 10 years, both times I was deathly afraid that the game was going to go the wrong way because they were both much, much closer than you would have ever wanted to think. I feel like Zach Zinner, the running back for South Dakota State, that I think was that the second time we played him, the more recent time. Yeah. He, uh, he, he might have played himself into the old NFL after after that game against Nebraska. And so um, I, I love seeing the, the old Jackrabbits be successful and, and compete at the highest level because they, they have a pretty good program. Brandon, Holy Cross, South Dakota State. I'm going South Dakota State. Uh they do a really good – they're balanced, and they're really good at getting the tight end involved. It seems like every every time they have a big play when they need it, that tight end's finding open grass and just making a big play for them. So I'm going, I'm going Jackrabbits. Yeah, for me too, I can't – I mean, Holy Cross undefeated. South Dakota State not undefeated. But the Patriot League is not – is not the Missouri Valley, sadly. So I feel like South Dakota State's going to run away with this one. Um, but shoot, before we get into our second game, I feel like our, our guest picker has made an appearance. So this guy's been just pounding on my arm the whole time. I don't know if I've been sounding like I've been wincing in pain with this celebrity picker today. And okay, fine, fine. I'll introduce you. Here, you just take the mic. Okay, listen up here. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And today, we're going on the podcast. Do you know what happens on a sing-second podcast? Do you? Do you know what happens on this little sing-second podcast? Well, I'm here to sweep these guys out of the floor, listening across the airwaves, to this mumbo garbage of these four knuckleheads out here. And the macho man Randy Savage has had enough. Andy Butler, so you win a prize for being the best radio announcer of all time. <laughs> Comparatively speaking, I have won 29 championships of 11 different titles over my 32-year span. And that's nothing. So I don't want to hear about it anymore. And Kyle, I'll tell you something. You do 
think you're going to be telling us about your hometown? Are you going to tell us about your hometown tonight? Let me tell you something. If Randy Savage isn't from your town, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and Danny Whitney, Daniel Whitney, you coward, trying not to come out here to the waves tonight. So you think you've had enough of Andy, and that's why you're not here? No! It's because you knew the macho man Randy Savage was going to be here. And you know what, Danny? You were all going to tell us about your cup of coffee. Your cup of coffee you're having in the million of the morning, watching your soccer with the cup of coffee at the big show. Well, that big show's the closest you're going to get to the macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah. And Brandon Peterson sitting right here next to me. You're the worst of them all. I tell you what, Sergeant Slaughter, that's the story you have of a wrestler, and he won one championship. Everybody's sick of hearing about the story of you and the Sarge. I'll kick his ass from one end of this room to the other, because I'm the macho man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. So the pick'em. We're taking these picks straight to the top. From the bottom up to the top. South Dakota State versus Holy Cross. And you're telling me that none of you knuckleheads talked about Rudy Rudiger going to Holy Cross before he finally got to Notre Dame. Well, you know what's more lucky than a fighting lucky Irishman? A rabbit's foot. And you know what's more lucky than one rabbit's foot? Four rabbit's feet in a South Dakota State Jack Rabbit has four rabbit's feet, but not after the macho man Randy Savage tears him off from his legs. Back to you, Andy. Oh, yeah. Gosh, who'd have thought an A-lister, the macho man Randy Savage is here. And, of course, he would pick South Dakota State. What a bandwagoner. One other thing, speaking of South Dakota State, I forgot to say, uh, we did have a tweet from Tyson Cromey uh, saying that he's sticking with number one seeds. He tweeted in at us this week, so we better give him a shout out for being our lone participator on Twitter for this. And he said he's going with South Dakota State to win it all. So that was his pick from the beginning to the end. So I thought I better throw that in now. What a homer. Just pick, pick the number one seed all the way through. Our second, or our number two matchup uh, is that 3-0 Monmouth team that uh, Kyle was picking on earlier uh, against a 6-0 number two ranked Sam Houston Bearcats. Bearcats spelled B-E-A-R-K-A-T-S. A little fun fact for you there. They also dropped the state, so they're just Sam Houston, I'm pretty sure now. But anywho, Brandon, we'll go with you first here. Monmouth, who has a good Big South record, they killed Kennesaw State or the high-powered offense of Sam Houston. I know that uh, Monmouth is undefeated, hasn't played as many games. Um, Sam Houston has some explosive offense, and I have watched quite a bit of them this year. They're good. I'm, I'm picking Sam Houston. 
in a big blowout. Kyle, what about you? Uh, I can't even point to Monmouth on a map. I don't even know if I could get within a 10 state radius, but I've drinking beers before with Sam Houston, so I'll go with Sam Houston. <laughs> Wind in doubt. Um, shoot, uh, a team that we, that Brendan and I talked about quite at length in our last FCS podcast was Nichols. Nichols State had kind of thumped a few teams that no one really saw coming, and they jumped up to like number two or three at one point in the in the polls. Maybe that's a little high. Maybe it's like five or six or seven, but. Sam Houston State beat them 76 to 20 something. And Sam Houston wasn't a top 10 team at the time. And so uh, they're always known for offense, but to, to beat a team uh, that was regarded highly that bad, uh, I think is super impressive. I feel like Sam Houston has a chance to put 70 up on, on Monmouth this, uh, this week. Uh, Mach, who you got? Sam Houston, Monmouth. Number two. To be it. Six and no record. To be it, too. Sam Houston comes in here thinking they're so great. But I'm going to tell you what. They're not a bunch of athletes like the macho man Randy Savage. First of all, any sport that doesn't play for a belt isn't a sport. And second of all, you're not an athlete unless you're Randy Savage, macho man. And you're trying to tell me that Sam Houston State would beat a woolly mammoth. The woolly mammoth will beat Sam Houston State, even if they were extinct. Randy Savage, the macho man, won't let them be extinct. Woolly mammoth wins. Our first upset pick of the FCS playoffs. A woolly mammoth is going to charge the field and beat the Bearcats. That's that's some that's insight right there, Mach. Mister Sarcasm, huh? <laughs> Our third game is a team or a matchup between a team that is there every year, James Madison. They enter at uh, five and0 took care of business in the in the colonial athletic conference it's usually the second uh, second best conference they usually get four or five teams in every year um, you know they didn't blow anybody out but they they beat the teams sufficiently enough to earn them a three seed uh, in VMI VMI enters at a six and one record. Uh, they beat number 10 Furman 14 13 early on. They beat Wofford, who's a perennial contender for an at large bid, but they did lose to East Tennessee State and they beat the Citadel to end the year at by 14 points. And so, VMI having a once in a lifetime season because they are usually not very good, they're usually fighting for 500 record. Um, but six and one in the spring and they uh, get thrown into a perennial power, James Madison. Brandon, we'll kick it off with you. James Madison, VMI, who do you got? I got to say the uh, VMI Citadel game last week. I was calling it America's Game FCS edition. Um, 
VMI kind of took it to the Citadel, and that surprised me because in the fall, the Citadel uh, played Army very competitively. Um, here's an interesting fact about VMI because obviously it's a, it's a military academy. But the thing is, they have their campus, students enrolled on campus, 1,698. That's tiny. So like whenever I think of them in their record, you know, I'm always like, geez, but the fact that they're able to hang in there and like, even though, you know, they're not dominant or anything and like this is a special year making the playoffs, that's pretty cool <clears throat> for a school that small to do that. Another thing, they're like the military academy that runs the spread, which is crazy. But uh, with all that said and done, I'm going James Madison. James Madison. Avanta, I mean, Kyle, what, uh, what, who's your pick? Yeah, I know Vimy had a, a pretty good season, but uh, <laughs> I'm going with, I'm going with Jimmy Madison. That's, that's the school I've heard before. Uh, I didn't know. I, I, is Vimy, is that on the end, on the down low? Like people who know, know it as Vimy? I could give you four guesses on what V, M, and I stand for, and I don't know. Institute would be the only one I'd feel confident in. Well, here, let's get, take a stab at this. might be the best 30 seconds of the podcast. Well, honestly, I, I, I probably would have a guess on the second one just because uh, Brandon said it was a, a military academy, so I'm assuming it's the, the military institute. But okay. if, if he hadn't have given me that, I would have said something like the volunteer maiden voyage of the whatever. So I, I don't know. The volunteer uh, military institute would Vermont. I don't know. There's lots of words that start with the letter V. <laughs> there, there are quite a few. You guys never once told me what Vimy stood for. So <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they don't shock the world because that might be a heck of a, a podcast next week is just the discovery of what, Vimy actually stands for that might be that might be fun either way but um so James you guys are gonna tell me uh it's virginia oh yeah but uh i i i can't agree james masson the the perennial power vmi is great season hopefully they can continue that into that fall season but the old james masson much God bless our troops and God bless America. The Vimy Fighting Military Academy X are going to take it straight to the top after this match. VMI wins this match. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to wonder if Macho knows that the, the teams with the numbers by them are the higher rated teams instead of the lower rated teams. Guess that's two straight upsets over the number two and number three seeds. I would uh, talk smack about it, but he's sitting right here next to me. So I, <laughs> I can, all I can do is just, just say phenomenal, phenomenal pick. <laughs> Macho madness. All right. The four seed Jacksonville state enters at nine and two. The only team that's played more than six games, nine and two. Now they did play quite a few in the in the fall, and that will we'll talk about that here in a second. But they host four and two Davidson. Now, fun fact about Davidson: Davidson's is in the Pioneer League for football. Okay, so the Pioneer League uh, is literally a nationwide conference. They have San Diego on the west coast, 
and Davidson is in South Carolina or North Carolina. So literally on their away games, they could have to travel fully across the across the nation there. Um, the Pioneer League is a non-scholarship conference, kind of like the Ivy League. And so they're, I mean, they're all there on financial aid from the school or academic scholarships, no athletic scholarship. Um, but Jacksonville State, they lost to Austin P, which Austin P went from being the worst team in FCS to the best team in FCS. But other than that, they took care of business the rest of the way. Uh, in the fall, they went three and one. Their one loss in the fall being to Florida State. Um, but you know, other than that, they were they were six and one in this in the spring here. So probably pretty equivalent to a four four seed, if you would. Uh, Brandon Jacksonville State versus Davidson. I put Jacksonville State. They have a pretty solid run defense. So I'm just I'm going with them. They're pretty good. Kyle. Uh, yeah, I don't think Steph Curry has it in him this year. I'll go with Jacksonville State as well. Now, Jacksonville State's that team five years ago or so. They had a, a ton of FCS transfers or SEC transfers to the FCS and just kind of dominated for five, six, seven, eight years. The last four or five years, though, they have kind of not been players in the old national uh, title picture. And so to see Jacksonville State – kind of come back to promise, I think is good for FCS because they do have a pretty, pretty big fan base. So I'm going to F, uh, Jacksonville State as well. Macho man, let me guess. Can I put you down for the old Davidson? Listen here, let me tell you. Macho man Randy Savage is here to make this pick. And I'm going to tell you uh, one thing. Jacksonville State will win this game. And if there's any Davidson crying and complaining, it's just sour grapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straightforward there, David. Uh, Jacksonville State, the four seed. Didn't get that one wrong yet. The five seed is Delaware. And Delaware is hosting three and one Sacred Heart. Now, Delaware... Um, they, they're five and oh, they are also in the colonial athletic conference with James Madison, didn't have to play James Madison. So there's, there's a game that would have been, uh, pretty epic for colonial standards. Um, the one other team that is big in the colonial on their side of the, of the divisions is New Hampshire, uh, kind of made famous by Chip Kelly when he was, the offensive coordinator, then head coach there. Um, that was canceled, though. And so they, you know, they just – they took care of business with the five teams they had. Uh, Sacred Heart came comes in at 3-1. and one. Their one loss is to, to Duquesne, which is spelled Duquesne. And I always think it's fun to pronounce it Duquesne. But then in the championship game, they end up beating them in overtime to, to, to take the auto bid. And so Delaware, Sacred Heart. I'm going to take Delaware, uh, whether the Fighting Blue Hens or just the Blue Hens. Joe Flacco, the Fighting Flaccos, won't let us down here again. Kyle? Delaware, I might go chalk this entire entire tournament. Hey, good for you, man. Good for you. Brandon, Delaware, Sacred Heart. I got to go with Delaware. They're better. And current 
Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagle great Joe Flacco. Uh, we, we can just count as Super Bowl now for our teams with us. I mean, that's what the Big Ten does with Nebraska's national championship. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with the Blue Hens. Go Blue Hens. Go Blue Hens. Uh, the old Delaware. They, uh, they helped modernize football, right? Or like a playbook, right? Because the the old wing tee comes from Delaware or something goofy like that, is, doesn't yeah, it? I think originally the guy who did that was actually a Michigan disciple. And that is why, too, they have the Michigan. I was so badly during my uh, hatred towards uh, Des Howard. I was so badly hoping that uh, Delaware would have – had theirs first but actually they got their helmets from michigan too but i think it all stems from that same place but yeah they revolutionized it and just a a, the pedigree you know print north dakota state has been that lately but there was a time where where delaware was feared by all you know yeah yeah macho man delaware sacred heart who are you taking i'm gonna tell you this and i'll tell you this once sacred heart is nothing but garbage sacred heart is nothing but garbage and the delaware blue hens will take out the trash oh yeah the old delaware so at least i feel like macho's kind of straightening straighten himself out but in a, in a bracket where a lot of us are just going straight forward, you know, maybe you need to take an upset pick here or there to uh, to put yourself ahead. Good point. The number six seed may be kind of a shocker because here we are talking about our sixth matchup, and we haven't talked about North Dakota State yet. And we won't for another minute here because the sixth seed game, succeeded game, is North Dakota going from the fighting Sioux to the fighting Hawks the last couple of years. And they're hosting another Missouri Valley foe, Missouri state and North Dakota four and one at a terrible loss at North Dakota state, but they beat Southern Illinois by 23 points. They beat South Dakota state. Who's the number one seed by 11 points. And so they've got potential to do well. They play in a dome in, in North Dakota themselves. And so entering at four and one. Now, Missouri State is five and four. Um, they had three fall games. They went 0 and three in those fall games. They played Oklahoma the first game of the year. Obviously, probably not going to go well. Then they played Central Arkansas back to back and lost both of those games. Bobby Petrino is their new head coach who's turned some programs around, you know, at the FBS level. In the fall, though, or in the spring, they went 5-1. and one. But they avoided North Dakota. That game was canceled. They avoided South Dakota State. And so, um, you know, their 5-1 and one may look a little flukish, if you would, just in the, the terms of North uh, Missouri Valley Powers, not having North Dakota and South Dakota State on there. Um, so we get a kind of a rematch, if you would, that was supposed to be on the schedule. Uh, I, I feel like I got to go – North Dakota, just because they've been they've been flying high, and I've got a a childhood friend who is an academic advisor to a few of the sports teams up there, and and so uh, with that personal connection, I've got to go with North Dakota. 
Brandon? I have to go North Dakota as well. They started off so good at the beginning of the season, had the loss against the Bison, and then the game's canceled. And if your only loss is against the Bison, you're that doesn't mean you're a bad team. So I'm going with North Dakota. Kyle? Just to change it up, I'll go Missouri State. Just uh have some experience and just to be a little different. Gosh, no you, threw other that, reason. You, you threw that out there last pick. I'm just going to pick straight across all the way. And yeah. then here you are pulling it right back, taking, taking the upset here of Missouri State. Macho Man, are you taking the Bears or the Fighting Hawks? Right now with this particular time as I take a look at this matchup. Is this the FCS playoffs or is it the battle of all Dakota schools? Is sure there's got to be football outside of the Dakotas or my name isn't Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm going with North Dakota. Oh, yeah. North Dakota. So, Kyle, the only one picking opposite there this time. Our seven seed matchup. We finally get the Bison, not the Bison, the Bison with a Z, Bison of North Dakota State. Entered at six and two. Um, in the fall, they're full strength. They went one and oh. Then they lose potential three day one, first round or second round picks. And now in the spring, they went five and two. Um, they had a mixture of close wins and a couple head scratching losses. And so this is clearly not the same North Dakota State team with Trey Lance and a couple other high-powered offensive and defensive players. But they go against another perennial FCS power in Eastern Washington. And this may be the game of the day simply because a couple years ago they played in the national championship when Eastern Washington had to uh, – what was the quarterback? Brandon Vernon Adams. Adams. Was it Vernon, Vernon Adams? Yeah, Vernon Adams. And so here are two storied programs meeting in the first round, which is kind of a cool for a COVID year, but definitely uh, could equal um, upset. Now, Eastern Washington this spring made some headlines because their first game, they lost to Idaho, at Idaho. And there was a controversial field goal that one of the refs magically missed, like – and I don't know if it just went too high and Idaho kind of has a funky dome, um, but they end up counting the field goal good. And so Idaho ended up beating uh, Eastern Washington, but then they played later in the season and Eastern Washington got the revenge and ended up winning by seven. And so Eastern Washington, probably one of the hotter teams rolling in, they play in the big sky and the big sky is uh, like usually a, a, a tier just below Missouri Valley pretty much equal to the Colonial because Montana is usually very good. Montana State's very good. UC Davis is very good. Eastern Washington's very good. They've got four or five good top-tier teams. Weaver State's in there, also very good. So they beat up on each other a lot. Um, but, Brandon, we'll start with you. This may be the, one of the two most intriguing matchups. North Dakota State, Eastern Washington, who you taking? Well, I am thinking that uh, North Dakota State, their heart's not going to be in it right now. Eastern Washington started off like that first game. Offense not looking like how they normally do. And their offensive attack as the season went on, particularly through the passing game, 
pretty solid. So I am saying that uh, Eastern Washington, uh, it, you probably already said this. Where, where's it being played? The Fargo Dome. Dang it. Um, I was hoping that they were going to have to play on that red field. But uh, Eastern Washington, I am, I'm still going with it. They, I just think they're going to be able to move the ball. And North Dakota State's just been too much Jekyll and Hyde. Sometimes they do stuff offensively where I just don't really – it doesn't look like they're old selves. And aside from that, the quarterback play, you know, is – is very i mean you're losing the guy to the nfl but they did that before too and they were okay and this was the first year i thought yeesh little rough so i'm going i talked longer than i wanted to on that but i'm i'm going eastern washington interesting kyle uh eastern washington as well i know that you're going against the establishment knowing that they have great players there but it's hard for me to believe that a guy will go to the NFL halfway through the season and it not affect them in a major way. So even though they're on their home field, I have both North Dakota schools out in round one. Wow. Bold, Kyle, bold. Now, I'm going to go with North Dakota State. Now, they have won every national championship the last, what, seven years? This is a chance to make it eight or they've won the last eight years. This is a chance to make it nine or whatever goofy number it is. But nobody has ever won nor lost a, uh, a spring championship game potentially. And so this is new for everybody. And um, it'll be interesting to see if North Dakota State has anything in the tank or if they're going to, you know, start prepping for prepping for the fall season here because – that's right around the corner. I'm going to go with North Dakota State because I, I, I've, I listened to a, a big North Dakota State podcast and I, I just can't, I just don't think I can get away from taking the home field advantage that the Fargo Dome does bring sometimes. And so I feel like it's got to be North Dakota State. That gives us one. So far, I'm, I'm in the minority. Macho, you're going to help me even this thing up or are you going to take this 3-1? Listen here. I'm going to say this one time. Who would have thought that Kyle was the resident Dakota hater of the podcast? But right now, the Bison are justifiably in a position that they would rather not be in at this particular moment. But one thing about the cream is that the cream rises up to the top in North Dakota. Go to State Bison. They're the cream. And they're going to go up straight to the top. Oh, yeah. Bison. Gosh, that's great insight there, Mach. Just knowing how cream rises and that playoff time brings out the best in North Dakota State. You can ask Danny. Is he sitting home listening to the podcast in his slippers? Having his cup of coffee. I'm sure he can tell you about the consistent ratios of cream rising coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our last matchup is the last Missouri Valley team, the team that knocked off North Dakota State handily 
made them look like they were just some other team in the Missouri Valley, and that's Southern Illinois. But they come in at five and three. Uh, they had some good wins. North Dakota State, Southeastern Louisiana is a, always a good program. But then they lose to South Dakota State, three to 44. They lose to Missouri State and North Dakota. So three teams that all made the playoffs. But if you can knock off the, the number one team at the time or the number two team at the time, but then have a poor showing against South Dakota State, Missouri State, and North Dakota, that's that's issue for some worry. Um, and they and they play the eight seed, maybe the best eight seed to ever happen in FCS football. I won't say ever across all sports, but Weber State, Weber State, another perennial power. Uh, they play out of the Big Sky, and we talked about how the Big Sky has Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, UC Davis, all beat up on each other. Well, Weber State beat UC Davis. They beat Idaho State twice. You know, one game they blew them out by 28. The second game they won by five. All the other games they end up winning by five points. But again, no test from Montana, Montana State, who are always top 10 teams. And so this may not be that same Weber State team that the FCS fans, Brandon and I included, FCS fans, uh, are used to seeing. And so um, it, this may be another matchup where a 5-3 and three team versus a 5-0 and o team doesn't quite go as smooth as the records would say. But I, I feel like Weber State does pull it out because uh, playing in northern Utah is a tough place to play just with uh, you fly in to Salt Lake City, then you have to travel by bus two to three hours, and you're going up into the mountains. And so I, I'm going to take Weber State. Brandon? I'm going southern Illinois just because – they had awesome win. The wins were awesome. The bad, the losses were bad. So I'm going with the good and high potential. That's what I'm going with. Kyle. Uh, I'm essentially treating the Missouri Valley and FCS football pretty much like the Big Ten in basketball and the the tournament where all year long everybody thought they were the best conference. All year long everybody thought that. They were just beating up on each other. And then all of these teams ended up making the tournament only to find out that they just all got beat a round or two earlier than everybody else thought they were going to. So even though uh, Southern Illinois is the higher seed, uh, I'm taking <clears throat> Weber State to, uh, to win and knocking, I think, all but South Dakota State out on my bracket in terms of uh, – the Missouri Valley. Gosh, good for you, Kyle. And that's probably not too far out, far out of the realm of possibility. Other years, Colon the Colonial had the most uh, teams make it or the Big Sky, and that kind of happens where they beat up on each other for nine weeks or in basketball, whatever, you know, 18 weeks playing 20 games or whatever. And by the time they get to the national tournament, they get upset just because of the up and down of the season. And so I definitely can see that happening. Uh, the second round and third round will probably bring oh, it have, a little faster. We fast. do have one other. Oh, sorry, that. Macho. I forgot. Macho. How could I forget? You're, you're going to get me killed. You're going to get me Randy killed. Here. Savage. Your opinion does matter, Macho. I promise. Let me tell you this. For those of you who don't know a lot about zoology, which is the study of animals, a saluki is a dog. And when 
Macho Man Randy Savage grills a dog. I grill a hot dog on my Weber grill. And so the grill, the Weber, is going to grill the dog. Go, Weber. Oh, yeah. Wait, who are you picking, Macho Man? The Weber grill is where I grill a hot dog. You listen up, I said I would only say it once. And I can't be afforded to make like a fool in this particular position. So I'm saying it a third and final time. It's going to be Weber like the grill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. I just want to make sure I heard you right. As, as we move forward into the, into the second, third, and fourth round, I think if we just kind of briefly said who are our final, uh, who we had moving on, and then who is in our championship game and, and who our champion is, that might be the easiest way to talk through some things. Uh, Brandon, who, who do you have winning in that second round? Uh, second round, I have um, – let me refer to my notes here. I got uh, South Dakota State winning, um, obviously. And then I have Jacksonville State overtaking Delaware. Uh, after that, I have James Madison winning. And then I have Sam Houston moving on. So just that, those top four, four seeds? That's the ones I have going on, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's is that what we're doing? Just going one round at a time here. Yeah, if, if we okay. could just, uh, I have the exact same four: South Dakota State, Jacksonville State, James Madison, Sam Houston. And I tried to like not do that, and then as I look through it, I realized I just picked one, two, three, and four. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, I think you have the most potential right now to not do that. Who do you have moving through that second round? Well, I think I can't remember at this point if it was Brandon or. Macho man talking about something about cream and rising to the top. So, uh, no, I see nothing in my, the plethora of background knowledge that I have uh, in the last 15 minutes that I've actually thought about FCS football to dissuade me from saying that those four teams are the best four teams. All right. We got one left then. Mach, who are your four teams moving on? Moving on to the next round, I have the Jackrabbit SDSU, followed by the Jacksonville State. And then after that, God bless America, God bless our troops, VMI Military Institute. And then after that, we have NDSU. Don't degrade the champion at any time. They keep rising to the top. Wow, so not only did you have North Dakota State upset, upsetting uh, Sam Houston, who may uh, score a 1,000 points on the old Bison, but VMI is going to be James Madison. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All righty. And going into our final, now uh, the FCS does something kind of cool where each round is a home playoff game for that the highest seed until they get to the finals which takes place every year at toyota stadium in frisco texas and it's kind of a cool little venue uh kind of like the college world series you know it's in omaha every year so teams even if their team isn't going to make it they still have hotel reservations they still plan on going every year because the expectation is 
like for the bison the bison have been there for like a decade it seems like they're planning on being there every year and so there's going to be a ton of bison there whether they make it or not but this may be uh, a cool instance where we get some new new blood um again like i i said i tried to uh, think of this logically. I tried to look at the details. I still came up with one verse four and two verse three. And my final, I have one verse two, but I have number two, Sam Houston beating South Dakota State. And I know I just went through like two rounds there, uh, but if you want to join me again, I had two over one in the final. Brandon, what, what's your last two rounds look like? Okay. So my last two rounds, I got South Dakota State and Sam Houston. And then uh, right in the uh, Sam Houston offense national championship, Sam Houston. So, Brandon, I want, I'm almost positive we have every game picked the same. So we're either going to win or either going to lose. There's no in between for us. That's crazy. So, uh, Kyle, well, what's, what's your? <laughs> well, usually those are the only two options. So between winning and losing, I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's a third one, but uh, I'm going South Dakota State to win it all. And just to be different, I'm going to have them beating uh, James Madison just because I wanted to be different. But uh, I'm open for, for South Dakota State just so the old Jackrabbits can uh, can bring a title home. Now, old Mach, you got one left. You either win or you lose. But if you lose to me, Macho Man Randy Savage, you lose your belt. But come away with your life. Consider yourself lucky. Because you know it'll happen. You know it'll happen. Don't look in front of you. Don't look behind you. Don't look to side to side. The only place you can look is above you. Because that's where Macho Man Randy Savage is. For the final in this game. South Dakota State, because that's the only half the states that are allowed to play FCS football, apparently. We're going to take on North Dakota State. And let me tell you, North Dakota State wants to win the game. And it's the champion's prerogative. And they're exercising that option. Oh, yeah. And then in the final map of the game, we got... North Dakota State Bison winning it all. Nobody does it better. Oh, yeah. So, Mach, you're saying North Dakota State over South Dakota State? Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, now just think, that's like a, a shoot, a 22-hour drive from North Dakota State to Frisco, Texas, and an 18-hour <laughs> drive from South Dakota State to Frisco, Texas. Don't you think they could just, you know, hey, Frisco, thanks for hosting. We're just going to stay up north and play. If it was me, Macho Man Randy Savage, I'd go anywhere to go. Even if it was in Boston, where Larry Bird plays basketball. <laughs> but Macho Man Randy Savage is a superior athlete to Larry Bird. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. Why, why are we going to Boston? Any place, anywhere. Because let me tell you this. Macho Man Randy Savage is coming for them all. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, Mach, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Um, so we've got two for Sam Houston, one for North Dakota State, and Kyle, you had uh, South Dakota State, correct? So we've got three out of four different winners. Um, please do let us know who you're picking. Obviously, Tyson's going keen with the old South Dakota State victory. We're still looking, listening, waiting for uh, Coffee Man Dan's picks to roll in so that way we can judge it against the coin. I'm sure the coin knows more about FCS football than Danny does at this point. Um, but no. Now, real quick before we jump too far, Brandon, you noticed something about the championship game that we mentioned right before. Every FCS game so far has been ESPN Plus, oh. meaning you had to have Disney Plus or a Hulu package or pay the $5.99 a month for Disney Plus. How are you going to be able to watch this championship game? ABC, network television. That's big time. That's it's not even awesome. an ESP, not even an ESPNU. Yeah. ABC. Dang right. But shoot. Um, Are we doing extra points? Oh, I was. I don't know. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> your your sign language, and I didn't understand the letters. Um, but no, as we end up every pod, now we have this awkward transition to extra points since you had to ask if we're doing extra points or not. Um, Brandon, do you have an extra point? Hey, I just had a real quick one. Everybody's seen the Madden play where the guy's like falling over backwards and then the pass like projects through his body and then it goes to the wide receiver. You know, it's, you have to check it out. Like if you haven't seen it, I'm given a lot of things to watch this week a lot of homework assignments for you all but uh and everybody thought that could never happen madden is so fake well if you watched uh villanova football this weekend that very thing happened he rolls backwards somersaults the ball protrudes through the pixels of his body goes out and and there's a phenomenal play of it so check out villanova uh and their crazy pass i mean it's a reception but the pass was more amazing pretty crazy check it out no and that's one that you can't even do on a video game because there's too much logic and physics involved in video games nowadays cal extra point i was gonna bring it into the room but i've actually been uh been reading this book about how to podcast better and turns out <laughs> uh I'm, I'm, I don't topical know. topical yeah. I've never heard of these guys that are telling me how to podcast, but it's, it's supposed to be like a light read, kind of a funny read. They, they try to write in the voices that they talk in, which would probably make uh, more sense to me if I were to ever actually listen to one of their podcasts. But there's, there's a few pearls in there that I, that I might be passing along, but uh, really it's just uh, waste some time. And I just can't, can't stop buying books, even though I'm not that much of a reader. Now, Kyle, has there been some stuff where you're like, hey, yeah, we're doing that? Or have there been stuff like, ooh, we are, we're not hitting the mark? Oh, like every once in a while, they kind of have these like breakout sessions, essentially, or like little footnotes where it's like, hey, FYI, just here's a couple of things not to do, or here's where we've messed up or stuff like that. And like, there's been a few times where I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah, we tried and failed on that. Or... It's like, ooh, we actually kind of still do that. And so 
I don't know. It's it's been interesting just to kind of like because that they've even gone through like, hey, what uh what technology should you use? What type of mic is best? What do you need? And so it's just kind of interesting to see like somebody who has made this their their livelihood. Uh, because I I remember we always I always sent those things out like, hey, what do you want out of this? And one of my goals was to like if we ever got big enough to where I could quit my quit my day job. And that's what, and it's three brothers. That's what these three brothers have, have been able to do is they're successful enough on podcasts that they are now just full-time podcasters. And like I said, I'm going to try to follow in their footsteps. It, it, it's kind of cool that you bring that up because Brandon's taking a class through the University of Florida where he's actually maybe not used the podcast as a, a platform, but kind of had, had that in the back of his head with a couple of projects or even met, who was it that you met, Brandon, through class? Cameron Scooter Magruder. He's on uh, on he's on all social media platforms, but uh, he's a great Twitter follow. And, and so, like, stuff that he talked about, you know, doing in the early stages and then what that next step is and just kind of maybe not bouncing ideas, but, hey, here's someone who is, has done it and become successful and – some of the things that we're doing really well and other things are like, Hey, here's the next, here's the next step. And I think that's been kind of cool to uh, talk with you, Brandon about, and you know, Kyle, if you've ever got stuff that like, Ooh, this is a great idea. Not book, you know, you're circling it and, and bookmarking it for later. Cause that stuff always kind of fun to, to tweak and, and twist what we're doing. That's kind of cool, but no, you know, make sure you follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, email us i know that's kind of a running joke because we do get a couple emails and uh we appreciate those but you know let us know are you into the fcs playoffs as much as kyle is at least he showed up danny is so interested that he's like nah just i'll I'll just write by in every every line on the on the blank and so um let us know what your thoughts are reach us reach out and tell us who, who you think it is uh macho thanks for coming on it's been a pleasure uh, one of my childhood heroes, man, you know, that big elbow drop off the top. Nothing more iconic than the old macho man. Nothing means nothing. Oh, yeah. That almost sounded like Yoda. Like, that was so cryptic, I have no idea what to do with that. But as we go through these FCS playoffs, one team's going to lose, but the next team is always going to sing second. Second.